previously on Media Surgeons Podcast. I initially, even when I read up on it in early January of last year, I was just looking at it like, wow, this is so sad because seeing those people just dropping down in the street for no reason, it was just pandemonia over there. There were a lot of rumors, a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the coronavirus. One of them being, if you catch COVID, you're half dead. You know, that has a lot to do with how the media portrays Knowing what I know now and looking back, I'm really disappointed in a lot of the news bulletins yes. and the coverages. They they made it seem as if people caught COVID because they were not being clean. And they really made it seem as if this was something that is because of the negligence of the Chinese people and they are responsible yes. for hell. And I think When COVID just came here, everybody was saying this and was saying that, and everybody just ran with whatever they heard. So it's the same thing now, because even I was going out today and I was standing beside some person socially distanced, of course, and um, they were talking about the vaccine and one of the comments was that um, if you take the vaccine, especially particularly the meals, you take the vaccine, you're going to become gay. And I'm like, what? Like, how is it? That's not logical. You're not thinking. Um, and then one of them is that if you take it, you're not going to get pregnant, particularly black women. And there is just a lot of things that is being said about the vaccine. In terms of religion, you have some Christians that believe that, yes, this vaccine is the whole mark of the beast. And one rigmarole surrounding this. It brings us back to square one. And as you said, you're going to have persons that are saying like, okay, this is a bad thing and you're not supposed to take it. While you're going to have some persons that, you know, think logically about the thing and say, okay, if we take this, this might happen, this might not happen. And and as you said, this is uh, because of the media, how the media puts it out to us. Yeah. Or how they don't. Um, or how they I, don't. Yes, true. Because you see, the thing, the thing with the agenda setting here, you know, is that they're not telling us what to think they're not guiding us and they're not giving us all the information and you know no i in my opinion i think the media is not doing enough work to research and um properly inform us and give us the facts they're just you know putting it they're just spitting information out there and leaving us to think what we want to think all they want to do is make sure that we are thinking about it Mm -hmm. and then what we think about it is up to us and yeah. that is very bad. Yeah, and I have a comment on on that in terms of how theory is represented. For instance, I believe it's it was Thursday or yesterday, I should say. Andrew Holness he gave his remarks on the debate on the finance debate, taking just a just taking a conversation a little bit from COVID, and he's saying that oh, we have never thrived financially better than we are now and that was so desensitized and instead of um the media you know and people focusing on why we aren't thriving it was just what was trending um andrew 
I think it was Fix It Andrew or something like that. And I'm like, okay, we should not be focusing on somebody who's obviously already thriving. If he should unfortunately catch COVID, he's going to go to his best doctors, which aren't here. Because that's how a lot of these politicians do it. Instead of them focusing on the people who are suffering, what we can do to do that, they're focusing on what he said. Uh, Granted, what he said was horrible, but we should also be focusing on how to do better. And nobody wants to look at that because as journalist students, we're, we're trained to prominent figures. Unless it's something catastrophic, we should be focusing on prominent figures. And that really is a media downfall. Yeah. As if other people don't matter. Yeah, it, it really does um, show that the media has been like this for a very long time. Because if we look at another pandemic, the HIV pandemic, which is still ongoing, which is why it is the perfect example One of the main reasons why HIV is so prevalent now is, in my opinion, how the media um, portrayed it when it just started in 1981. I wouldn't necessarily, sorry to cut you, Alexis, I'm going to let you finish, but I wouldn't necessarily call HIV a pandemic. It's just that how you were saying how the media portrayed it, it seemed like a pandemic because we're not what? 30 years after 30 plus 40 years after and it's not as how it was in the beginning yeah that's true you know tiffany but the the who actually considers it a pandemic especially because of its um death toll and i mean your point it just solidifies everything that we're seeing here because it doesn't seem like a pandemic because you know we're not talking about it there's no imminent danger there's no gloom and doom Mm -hmm. as of and and i know you may be comparing it to covid19 you know not really i'm not comparing it just from what i've read upon it and um listened to hiv positive people on it it's not like back then when you caught it, it was a death sentence because there was no information on it. But now you can live with it and thrive. You, yeah. It's not really a death, death sentence now. So that's the place where I'm coming from about that's- it being a pandemic. Because usually people die when you catch these things. And that, that I would agree. It was like a pandemic back then, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a pandemic now because you don't have to die from it. That's so true. That's so true. They, I think the reason they consider it a pandemic still is because, you know, by definition, the pandemic is a disease that affects the world globally, mm-hmm. regardless of, um, you know, how serious it is. And the fact that it started that way and mm-hmm. it still hasn't been eradicated completely, I believe that's the reason they still consider it a pandemic. Yeah, well, so, in that case, that's true. The thing is, funny you should say, you no, know, Tiffany, because how COVID started how the media portrayed it how the public responded Mm. to the media's portrayal it's the same thing that happened with hiv Mm. in the early stages the media actually considered it the homosexual virus the Mm. gay gay virus it was called grid and i believe it's it stands for something so the grid grid immune deficiency yeah, um, I was looking up uh, on it that time. Why would they call it grid? Because like we, like with every new virus, that time there was a lot of ignorance. So because it was just gay men having such an issue with it, 
then that's where it comes from but I want our listeners to understand like even though I part I agree with a lot of what Alexis is saying like you should also know that with COVID you can catch it and then you can be negative once you get HIV it's either you have it for life or you go then you transition to AIDS if you're not taking care of yourself that's two different diseases so you'd have to look up into it to ensure that you're protecting yourself from both viruses right right and you know I was in while doing my research I actually found an article Mm -hmm. um published in 1982 in the New York Times and the headline of the article literally said new homosexual disorder worries health officials that's the title of the article and it's so crazy how the media would just take something and run with it I mean in their defense that was the medical information that they had however they failed to inform the public that while it is gay related because in that same article the article focused on the fact that gay men were catching it gay men were giving it to other people gay men were giving it to women but they were not talking about protecting ourselves from hiv there was nowhere in the article that said this is how you protect yourself take care of yourself so basically they treated hiv the same way that they treat covid19 now just giving us all this information and not talking about the important things we're left to form our own uneducated opinions and you know it's funny you said that alexis because um looking at how they word worded the title it says new homosexual disorder now as we all know disorder is something of confusion as well as it disrupts a system so by them using that word they're saying oh only homosexuals have this disorder or if you have it then you're disrupting the system it's like a fear monger um towards gay people like you shouldn't be gay or else you're going to have this disorder. So it's really how they're wording it as well. That's some of the tactics that the media uses, the way how they use phrases and words and the videos that they use and how they edit. Like as a journal, as a student that's doing media, I was doing a box pop the other day and asking about the coronavirus as, as well. And because I was trained to use the best sound bites are the most compelling ones or controversial ones I had to use those ones I was like whoa this is what we have to do to ensure that the public listens in to ensure Mm -hmm. that the public is dependent like how the dependency theory talks about it how the public is dependent on the information that the media gives us right right and they're setting their I think what they're doing is setting their own agendas Agendas, they have to it's a it's we all know that media is competitive you know every news house competes with each other head to head every journalist competes with with each other so it's all about who is going to bring the most compelling story in order to do so they have to you know, word things and frame conversations in a way that will pull us in. And the public is very naive. We are a very naive species and we we trust the media. 
I have a question yes, then. That's so um, true. because you said because you said that earlier, um, you guys were saying how the public depends on the media. Now, because all of these tactics the the media is using, it's to grab our attention. It, is it that the media influences us or our patterns are what influences the media? Our behavioral patterns influences media. I think the media influences us because as as Dr. James would always say that um, are people without information are people who are lost. And um, based on the media and what is being said in the news, we're able to make our own decision. We're able to make decisions. So I really think that what the media portrays um, that determines our behavior or we act. Right, the example you've seen in going back to COVID and the vaccine and everything, you have media outlets that are saying that this thing is not good and all that. So that in turn lead people to make all these memes about the vaccine. If you take the vaccine, you're going to be limped. You're going to be this, you're going to be that and everything. So it really shows that the media determines how we are. What's well, you, Alexis? Um, I, I agree with Shante completely, but I just believe it's a little bit deeper than that. Um, Maxwell McCombs and Donald Shaw actually created the agenda setting model, which yes. shows where gatekeepers being us, the journalists, the media, and yes. influencers, they mm-hmm. control reality in the sense that they are able to warp reality and then, you know, use warp it to fit their agenda. And then that influences public agenda which influences policy agenda, which then influences the audience perception of reality, which then in turn changes reality itself. And it's like a whole cycle going on and on and on. So at this point in media and media's advancement, I think we are now in a cycle where they have affected us so much that our behaviors and our mannerisms have changed we have a start we have started to affect how they do things mm-hmm. and it's just a never ending cycle yes i, I believe so before, i believe before um we started recording this podcast alexis you were telling us about another theory that's directly linked to the agenda setting theory the framing theory could you just let us let our listeners know about that as well as us yeah the framing theory is very very similar it's you know basically ties into the agenda setting theory where but it goes a little bit deeper so there comes a point where the media will no longer leave up leave us to our own opinions they will start to guide us in the direction that they want us to go so just like what Shante just said about the vaccine you know, a lot of a lot of news outlets and companies are, you know, sending us to get vaccinated and they show us all the health officials and the government officials also pretending to get vaccinated. So they are framing the conversation and they're telling us that vaccines are okay. Go and get it. Your leaders are getting it. The people who influence you the most are getting it. And even you just touched on it, Tiffany, when you said how they how they, the words that they use in the headline, mm-hmm. that is framing the conversation. So not only are they 
telling us, hey, think about HIV, but they're telling us, this is what you need to think about HIV. It's disorderly. The homosexuals are causing disorder. And we saw it with COVID-19 too, how they, a lot of news headlines, even our, our former United States president called it the Chinese virus. Yeah. So not only talking about COVID, we started talking about the Chinese virus and then we started talking about race. And then we started talking about the fact that the Chinese people are this and the Chinese people are that. And it's just a ripple effect. Yeah. It's good that I said because I was just um just trying to get a briefing on what it is because I believe this year was by government just trying to see what it says and from what I'm reading here from the mass communication theory website was that um both the sorry it was that the framework is regarded as a primary uh it, it was regarded as primary and is taken for granted by the user so I in my understanding of that, because what we're seeing is taken for granted, we don't know that there's more behind of it. And because we're so used to this propaganda, how things are perpetrated because every day is the same thing, or they'll just change one little thing to let you know that, oh, it's not um, it's not a hoax. Sorry, a hoax. It's not something we're trying to do here. You'll probably tweak or change something else. But initially, we're taking for, we're taking for granted there are other stuff out there. That's why there are millions of news stories every day. Mm-hmm. They focus Absolutely. on the main things. Absolutely. And it, it's so funny. How do they find so many different things about this one topic to talk about? It's yeah. just how, it's just the agenda. They're setting yeah, the agenda. Businessutopia.net actually considers framing as second level agenda setting theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, yeah. So with, with all of that being said, I think my takeaway um from this whole discussion about how the media portrayed COVID then and how it portrayed it now, we're still not doing better. Um, we're still not giving humanity towards it. We're just giving data, statistics. We are using fear-mongering tactics even up to now with the vaccine. Um, because even recently we got we Jamaica, we got the AstraZeneca vaccine last week and within less than a week a vial was stolen and the prominent people, not not really public figures, but prominent people in society, they jumped ahead before healthcare workers and got back their first dose of vaccinated. So I think everything's not being handled. And the way how the media addressed it was that, oh, people skip line. It wasn't that people skip line, it's just these white people, they showed up and got vaccinated because they're white people. They, they portray them as something better in Jamaica, so, which yeah. I hate. Um, but my, so my takeaway is we need to do better um we need more humanity and just read up as much as you can don't depend on the media to give you everything you need research do do always the research on something so that's my takeaway yeah i i agree with you well my takeaway is definitely that there needs to be a shift in the paradigm because we need to change the cycle. Agenda setting is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but we need to be more careful uh, 
on what agenda are we trying to set? Are we trying to educate the public or are we trying to, to gain fear? Yeah. Is it is it the views or is it for the well-being of the public? Are we are we trying to be influencers or are we trying to be watchdogs? Yeah. Definitely. Agree. And with all of that said, ladies, is there anything else that you'd like to add um, before we go? Well, definitely that you guys, um, to everyone that's listening, um, educate yourselves as much as you can. Yes, so that you'll okay. be safe. And please don't forget to go to our YouTube channel and like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. leave a comment yes leave a comment <laughs> that's mm. with all of that being said thank you again our media surgeons nation for tuning into these media surgeons podcast again we were di- dissecting how the media addressed coronavirus then versus now and hope other pandemics were addressed if you want to listen to this podcast anywhere else you can listen to us at, on spotify podcast buckets at media surgeons as well as on youtube at media surgeons again my name is tiffany leslie i'm shantay reed and i'm alexis gail grant and this was the media surgeons podcast have a Thank nice you day for guys listening. bye, bye.